You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where focus is people and our language is coffee. My name is Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. This is your platform for people-focused coffee talk. Welcome back, y'all. Today, we have a very exciting interview with the folks from Third Wave Water. Third Wave what? Third Wave Water. All right. That's right, folks. We've tried this uh, on the show back on Instagram. We had a little live feed where we were. I was freaking out about it. And today, we have the men behind the whole gig here on the show. Let me introduce to you the CEO and CTO, Taylor Miner, and president of the Third Wave Water Company, Charles Nick. Hey guys, uh, thank you for being on this this podcast. We're excited to dive into this third wave water. Uh, but first, let's talk about you. So uh, how about Taylor, you start off. Tell us about yourself. Um, where did you begin in coffee? And if you can give us some background on yourself, and then we'll move over to Charles. Yeah, so a little background on myself. I actually started in specialty coffee in the 90s. My parents started a a 90s specialty coffee shop. And uh, yeah, I uh, grew up working in it for a few years in junior high, swore that I'd never do it again. And uh, yeah, out of high school, I I didn't like being told what to do. So I joined the Marine Corps and uh, and was a machine gunner and then <laughs> realized that that's a lot like specialty coffee i feel like yeah they realize that like like no this is not my gig at all so (laughs) no uh yeah started at uh age 23 uh was stony creek roasters we just changed our name to telemetry so we've been open in august it'll be nine years so have been um roasting and uh, having a cafe since then and yeah we uh basically started third wave water over some beers this summer that's how so many wow. great things start. I've, no, yeah. I've realized, and t- to be honest, nine years in specialty coffee—that's like you've really seen a lot come and go. Yeah, in you, that, in that time. he's a gray you, beard. You are <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, that's like a grandfather. Like, like in, so yeah, in dog years, right? There's like coffee shop years, cafe years, right? And uh, no, I, I I think yes. When I started, there was no like open source roasting software nobody was sharing roasting curves right and sure. you know uh it, it's been great this you know community that's developed um and i now use like artisan roaster scope and you know so much of what i've been able to evolve as a better coffee roaster has been because the community is has grown and has you know embraced a attitude of sharing yeah that's that's something that i think a lot of newer specialty shops aren't quite getting but we can come back to that is that is the whole idea of like actually sharing information? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the community as a whole, uh, especially in specialty coffee, is now all about being like transparent and, and sharing the knowledge with each other to make sure that we can, uh, you know, produce the best product possible. And that's awesome to see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and, yeah, and there's like, like extreme examples like Cat and Cloud who do yeah. you know share their books, right? Yeah, and right. then you get others who don't even share where their coffee comes from. So, right. <laughs> Which, yeah. And our, and our coffee culture doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, yeah. all right, Mr. Charles. Fill us in. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty much the noob in the group. So he's, he's definitely the gray beard. <laughs> I'm, I'm about probably about a year and a half into the coffee industry. My background is actually in aviation 
So I, out of high school, ended up getting avionics uh, work, kind of traveled the country with that for a while, got into technical writing, eventually got into some other uh, boring sounding things like reliability, maintainability engineer, and um, probably the last uh, really cool job I had was at NASA for about five years uh, when I was in Houston, Texas, which is um, when I moved to here, uh, back to back to Dayton around 2012, and this is part of my coffee journey where I ended up getting a job where I could work at home, and I in the coffee shops all the time. And in Houston, you're you kind of stay in your little suburb. It's the fourth largest city in the country, and love, love Houston, wonderful place. But when I moved back to Dayton, uh, it was just so much easier to get around town. So now I'm like going downtown. It's only 20 minutes away, and I can try to you know stop at all these different little shops here and there, and and that's when I started kind of challenging the coffee uh, roasters and the places where I'm stopping uh, to kind of get a little more bang for my buck. You know, I'm spending all my money on coffee and I'm asking them, you know, why do I care about this, you know, Hawaiian whatever versus uh, Ethiopian whatever and what does it matter about the roasts and and then the methods and they kind of just kind of walk me through the process and just totally discovering great coffee. So that was kind of uh, unexpected. (laughs) Yeah. No, that that's awesome. Yeah, I I also was not looking for a job in coffee ever, and it just kind of hit me <laughs> square in the face. I think like a lot of people when they have a really great cup. Um, so if you guys don't mind me asking, how did you meet? Yeah, that was a, right about right what I was going about to ask. I saw it. Oh, in your sure. Eyes. Yeah, basically, I, I um I think it from my perspective, it kind of came from the right cup, which is when I ended up discovering great coffee, and I, I enjoyed business, so I kind of started a, a coffee subscription service for this area. And it's for Ohio, and I wanted to highlight the roasters per city. So you buy a box for Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, whatever. And uh, telemetry was a part of the Dayton box. Uh, so him and I kind of hit off the partnership there, and we were just kind of hanging out one day at a restaurant called Tie Nine downtown Dayton after he installed a cold brew, and I uh, kind of picked his brain. I was like, man, you have this super sweet, like, water system in your shop and I'm trying to figure out how to give a better experience to our customers and he kind of joked back and he's like well we could make a dehydrated water or something maybe like try to make it concentrate we kind of laughed about it for a second and he's like wait no I think we can so that's then, a really awesome idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then it was like okay we're not going to dehydrate water but we can get the minerals and kind of start there and he he gave me a sample and I I did a side by side for the first sample and I was like holy smokes this is amazing yeah to do something with this <laughs> so what was your side by side comparison you had like the uh, oh. I guess prototype of third wave water and then what were you comparing it up against Oh my uh, amazing uh, city water! <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh man, that would be should a big difference. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yep. Should try Texas. Oh, you know Texas water. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. if you guys could explain in the simplest way possible, you know, the question: What is third wave water? How would you explain it? Yes. So, third wave water is water quantified, right? right? And and that's uh, in in whatever iteration. So we're, we're going to have multiple water profiles, you know, multiple blends that are designated for, or, or, you know, it can be used in any, but, um, basically it's, if you're at home and I say, what's in your water, you know, what's in your tap water, what's in your spring water, you're going to look at me like, I don't really know. Um, it tastes decent. This one tastes better, but you won't really know. So our, 
goal was to have something that was quantified, duplicable, and it was an experience that could be shared across, you know, across the world. Yeah, a consistent, cheap way to have great brew water. And I mean, I'm going to have to say we've, you know, we've tried the product yeah. and the fact that it's cheap, it, you don't find cheap things in specialty coffee. That's right. Nothing <laughs> in specialty coffee is cheap or affordable, really, if you really think about it. And so it was really awesome to be able to taste that big of a difference for that little amount of price. Yeah. What was it like a dollar a gallon or something? Well, if you go yeah. buy the distilled that's a, water, that's it's a nothing. breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's been some people in like Home Barista that have basically said that they went and bought their own distiller for their home, so as a way to you know cut down costs. So you can you, and you can buy one. I think I bought one on eBay for like under a hundred bucks. Oh wow! Just throw what water you have in it, just distill it, add it to it, and and you're good to go. Or an, an RO system, right? But yeah, the easiest way to jump right into it is just go buy some bottled distilled water. Um, yeah, I'll go to Whole Foods and spend two fifty for five gallons and <laughs> head home. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. That's pretty much what I do. So <laughs> you guys have you kind of already covered it a little bit, but what are your experiences with specialty and third wave coffee? And I put them in in scare quotes because um, you know there's there's culture that's carried with that. There's sort of expectation carried with that. What are your experiences? How are people reacting to this third wave water? That sort yeah. of thing. So my experience is when I first opened my shop, and, you know, I was, and I maybe still am, I, I call it two and three quarter wave guaranteed. <laughs> um, so we, and it's the same issue that shops all over the country have to deal with, right? We have people coming in asking for caramel macchiatos, but we still want to offer great coffee like pour overs. And so, you know, and I'm in, I'm in the Midwest and, you know, if I just had a slow bar, Right, I would go out of business, and people would think I was insane. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I, I go to the for the last four years. I go to the uh, the symposium or uh, Rico now. So I listen to the talks. I read the magazines. I try to stay engaged on, you know, Reddit, R Coffee, Home Barista, all of the forums when I can. Um, so I, I kind of have my ear to the, you know, to the industry, what's going on, and and kind of you know, since I opened, have adapted my shop more towards that third wave, um, you know, by doing kind of like a dual menu, doing pour overs, doing batch brew coffee, but trying to do like good batch brew coffee, doing espresso drinks and trying to do like, you know, where I can do like a killer caramel macchiato, but also my baristas can do killer, you know, macchiatos. So, um, yeah. And I guess, and that's kind of where the third wave water idea came from is because I have this philosophy of meeting customers where they are. I mean, if we demanded our customers, you know, we've all seen the like college humor videos where they're like, can I get a caramel macchiato? And like, no, right. You can get a large black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that might work in, you know, when you don't have an actual business and I've got like a family to feed. So, <laughs> but, but we still want to, you know, we have a passion for something and we want to deliver it. So, we meet the customers where they are. So what I found is there was a lot of opinions for how water should be. There were a lot of opinions about what the recipe should be and how you should make it. Right. And all of them ended up being, you know, this Walter white, uh, experience in your kitchen (laughs) to get you whatever the perfect brew water was. And that was really an unacceptable model to give to my customers. They'd be like, Oh, 
you know what 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 kind of what should I brew with you know and if you didn't say the you know standard oh just bottled spring water which is just kind of the I don't really know this is better than probably what you have but um, you know, telling them to, you know, oh, go make a, a 70, 30 or go make perg water, or, you know, here's a way where you can dissolve calcium bicarbonate into soda water. You just got to get a soda stream, a TDS meter, <laughs> you know, super simple stuff. Um, right. <laughs> so the, the thought was, okay, is there a way that we can make it easy? Um, and that's kind of like, you know, breaking out of the box and starting back at the beginning. Yeah, some yeah. of the customer reviews like on Instagram have been just so much fun. I, I'm actually going to read one off of Instagram really quick. I, I, sure. You'll probably remember who this one is, Taylor. Uh, they stated, Dear Britta, things just aren't working out. Coffee and I think we should see other people. It's not you, it's me. Well, really, it's third wave water. Nah. They, they did the cool graphic in the background. I, I just, it's been yeah, just shout a Shout out to of America's fun. Hot Mama. Yeah, there it is. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, hey, y'all, I got to ask the question because we've got a lot of listeners on the show and we haven't quite discussed the importance of brewing water in detail. And I would like it if you could, in your own words, describe the importance of water uh, and when you're brewing coffee and why it's so important. Yeah. So, I mean, you have water is important and what's in your water is important. Not uh, there, There's a, a spectrum of safe drinking water. And that's what your municipality is worried about. And so they, they try to get you not to die or just, you know, it takes a while for you to die. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, hopefully too close. When, when, you know, hopefully when we brew our coffee, right, we, have higher, we have higher standards. And uh, I jokingly said, you know, don't brew your coffee with the same water you flush your toilet with. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> more to just say that. You know, we demand, uh, you know, as in, in the specialty coffee industry, to ha to know where our coffee comes from, to know where, you know, even how our paper filters are made. You know, people get their panties in a wad, you know, oh, no, you know, they, they change their paper they're using for their filters and people are stockpiling like it's doomsday prepper, you know, hipster <laughs> edition. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and, and. There's, you know, the, the Water for Coffee book that, uh, you know, Maxwell and, and Chris put out a few years ago. Um, and the SCA has water quality standards. All the equipment machine companies have water quality standards. Um, and so, yeah, th there's these industry puts out these recommendations, but most of the people just look at it like, uh, okay, that's cool. So, and then don't really know what to do from there. Right. Yeah, for me, it's a difference of just, brightening or flattening it i mean when i for me the huge first kind of use case was when i was traveling and i'd be in washington dc or california because i travel a lot for my jobs and and sadly it is jobs plural but and i would <laughs> i would have the right like equipment i'd have uh the, i know everything's ground correctly and i knew it was a coffee i loved but then i would go to dc and i would brew it there and i'm like are you kidding me what just happened right. everything is just absolutely flattened so that me, yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's I, the biggest thing for me. It's terrible. It's terrible to, to purchase a wonderful coffee, to yes. do everything right, to be so, you know, meticulous, and then for it to taste like any other coffee like that you've ever water. had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. And it's happened way too much to me. And it is, it's a terrible experience. And I think that is something that really sets, you know, third wave water apart is 
you don't have that experience at all. Absolutely. You know, you simply add it to what is it a gallon your little gallon distilled gallon you'll even have like a five gallon mixers as well if i recall yeah yeah i took it off of our website momentarily just because we're so backed up oh yeah (laughs) oh good Um, that's good until we get our like (laughs) stick packaging machine but uh yeah today i shipped out over uh just over 110 packs wow from the last four days so good grief yeah tell us Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, kickstarter campaign and and how that went for y'all yeah, so we launched, uh, what, probably just under two weeks yeah. ago, yeah, and um, we had a goal of 10,000, um, and we hit the goal in 11 hours, which was pretty cool, Yeah, and <laughs> we're sitting at, at uh, like 230% or something That's right now. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that is great. So, yeah, we're hoping, uh, what was what was neat is the, the uh, international support. You know, in the last 30 days, we've shipped over 500 packs to 32 different countries. Wow, that says and something. We weren't, yeah, we, we weren't expecting that. We had people, international customers, say, "Hey, we we want to to buy it." And so I, you know, Charles and I were talking. This was in December. I'm like, "I'll just go ahead and, you know, uh, we got to first figure out a cheap way to ship it internationally." And then once we did, we're like, "Oh, well, it's it's 15 dollars for international shipping, so it's not cheap." Um, no, not and, about, uh, yeah, not put it, put it up on the, on the site and it's just, you know, it, it, it went out gangbusters and, That's and crazy. then we started looking into like, why, why is this the case? And, <laughs> um, what it turns out is a lot of countries, they don't have safe drinking water hmm. and, and the, really the only effective way to filter your water, if you want to make it safe is reverse osmosis, which takes out everything. Right. Um, and so those countries have, you know, if they're buying bottled water to drink, to brew with those are really really mineral low um you know mineral close to zero waters and so the idea that they can just quickly add uh minerals to to that is is you know you know why we had you know like dozens of orders to thailand so and we wouldn't have thought that's not even coffee related that's just drinking water related is what you're saying yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, well, they want it for coffee, so these oh, okay. are coffee okay. shops. Okay, right on. And and the water that they're using is has been reverse osmosis. Same with like Dubai. Um, yeah, just kind of the you know, these. So so. Oh oh yeah, I was gonna say. Um, it are there any issues with shipping a product like this? I mean, I've had people crack jokes with me about the way the product looks. I mean. Shipping, shipping the white yeah, powder. Having- so in our early iterations, we included a cupping spoon and all of the packages, which turned out to be a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Kidding. Rubber band. Um, oh okay. So I mean, yes, we've had a f- we've had a few that have got like rejected or sent back. We we've tried to really be on the up and up, and we label the ingredients on the back, have the correct um, codes. Um, you know, but honestly, I mean, look how good these systems actually work with stopping actual drugs coming into countries. Right. So, um, uh, no, but as once our Kickstarter funds and we get into proper, uh, exporting to foreign countries and we're doing, you know, large cases at a time, it'll be more important that we, you know, dot all of our I's and cross all of our T's. So, um, no, I think there is a you know, a concern and yes, it can look sketchy. We could make it look even sketchier. So, but uh, we try, we try not to we right. step yeah. down into the cigarette pack. So, 
Oh, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, y'all. Um, into narcotics. I well. recall hearing a little bit about um, future projects in which you're actually going to be crafting uh, these samples uh, to pretty much fit uh, roast profiles. Is Can you dive in a little bit to that? Yeah, so that's kind of like a, an idea and where we think the inevitable, at least in, in this specialty craft coffee. So we can come up with, um, you know, multiple profiles that have different variations of calcium and magnesium, different variations of TDS, different variations of uh, bicarbonates. Uh, then what that will allow a roaster to do is roast a coffee and say, hey, this coffee tastes best with this water. So um, you may have a, a geisha and you say, hey, it's got a ton of sweetness. I need to pull out more body. You may have right. a, uh, a Ethiopian natural where you're like, man, it's got some really good earth tones, but I want to kind of get that that brightness up a little bit. Sure. It's got a, enough of that. So I'm going to maybe get one that's, uh, you know, maybe less bicarbonate, some more magnesium. Um, but really, it allows you to do something that could never have even been done before. So uh, you have a roaster can say, hey, this is what I think it should be done. Uh, a brew bar, you can have a professional brew bar uh, and the baristas say, hey, these are all these are four different waters that I have at my disposal. Now when I'm brewing coffee, not only do I have the ability to modulate the, the, the type of brewing device, the temperature, but they can say, hey, I like this water, you know. Uh, and we found that certain coffees have different sweet spots. Um, and, and you guys have seen that. You'll be like, well, this coffee is best on a V60. This right. coffee is best on a, on a Chemex or a Kalita. And the same is with, oh, yeah. with the water. You, you can kind of, um, you know, we've all had those coffees that are kind of finicky. And you're like, man, it, this tastes amazing sometimes. Right. And that, it's really disappointing because you can't hit that every time. Um, and so by... by being able to adjust the water, you really open up the ability to. And since there's cigarette to, packs now, you can have like the Marlboro that. 100 and the lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, but they will be segmented, so it'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, awesome. with this whole idea that you just brought forward, I feel like in the future you're going to be contracted out by, you know, brewing champions in the future to you know, handcraft specific types of water to go along with their specific we types already, of coffee and roast and yeah that's I was, just like I was gonna that's say, just though. like a, a straight up game changer i think in the coffee world yeah i heard it, thoughts I, on so, that? I heard it was cheating so no. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use it in the open portion we've even been contacted by i mean worldwide companies with hundreds of stores looking to you know say hey i want to make we want to make our cold brew batches you know the same and quantified oh, right? right so yeah, we're no able kidding. to we're able to come up with a stick pack of, of the right amount of minerals for the right amount of volume to standardize the water now that's used you know, all over the world for making a certain cold brew. Um, not to mention we're getting into cafe water soon. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What would, I mean, you guys probably have your secrets, but what would that even look like to have? Because I know it's coming in capsules <laughs> right now. How could you do uh, cafe water? Would that... What does that look like? Um, basically, we put the minerals into the water. And the, <laughs> the, the, they're, 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 are, they make remineralization, uh, um, you know, filter right. cartridges now. Right. But uh, they, they kind of max out, in my experience, at maybe like 90 TDS that they can put into it. 
Thanks, just because they don't have machine a, manufacturers. Sorry. Yeah, they don't have a whole, they don't have a whole lot of, of ability, and if the water kind of sits in there, it's going to soak up more. Right. So ours would be some kind of automated system that does batch remineralization. Um, so we're working on some systems, and oh uh, wow, we hope to have uh, um, hopefully by this summer a working beta prototype. So um, the yeah the uh, awesome. Are we allowed to mention any of the folks that we potentially might be installing that for? Or what do you think? Yeah. Uh, Maybe I, not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, teasers, well, guys. We already have, we already have, yeah, we already have a, a shop that it's, that's, we're planning on it right now. So that's we're, awesome. we're going to be putting in a, um, like in my shop, I built a, a variable TDS um, RO system. So my water coming in from the, from the municipality is, 400 TDS of calcium with like an eight and a half pH. Yeah. Um, and so I've had to basically come up with a, um, well, I half soften the water first just because it's so much calcium. Right, but right. Hopefully wouldn't have to do other places, but, but then we have an RO system that blends back in filtered non-RO water with the RO water to get to, uh, I have about a hundred TDS in my shop. Um, and, and it's not a hundred just because most of it is calcium. So I don't want to, Oh. put that much calcium yeah um, right once you start dealing with like magnesium potassium you have tds but you don't have tds that builds scale like calcium bicarbonate does so it kind of acts differently yeah um so huh. so i can take that type of system um and then uh plug in a a, a batch remineralizer kind of right in the middle of that uh use all the same equipment so that's the plan. Man. Very cool. And I, even just hearing you talk a little bit about this, another idea just came to mind, and that's like even roasters could contract you out to have uh, a special capsule made for them, and then when they're selling their, uh, you know, their micro lot ninety four cupping coffees, and they want you to experience uh, the coffee how they meant it to, they could even yes. slip that in with the with the roast as well. So it's like, y'all, this is how we cup it. This is how we enjoy it, and here now you can enjoy it yeah. the same exact way yeah. at home. That's that's when wild. I thought, was, I, I thought of some fun stuff. You get the get the world barista champion or the world brewers cup champion, right? And everybody knows what coffee they used, right? right. That's always a big hit. Yeah. But it'd be super cool if, like, hey, uh, th this is the coffee they use, and this is the water profile. Exactly. And this is the brewer they use, and then all of a sudden you can kind of relive that at home and make like, it oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like the equivalent of me drinking Gatorade and playing basketball like Michael Jordan. So, <laughs> one of my dreams is that I, I hope to see like the packets somehow like attached to that unique single origin, you know, micro lot. Where, right. Like you're saying, you spend that amount of money and they did the rose profile to that water profile. And it's like, yeah, I want to make sure that they know how to get the experience we designed. And that's exactly what I'm seeing in my head. And that's just awesome. It's giving me chills. Well, even, <laughs> even the fact that like, it's not going to gouge you to just like, it's not expensive. And that to me, I don't know. I can't get over it. <laughs> well, and, and as, as me as a roaster, that's where I saw it. Like I have, again, um, customers who would have bad water and it, and I would end up having them take my shop water home. But you know, we, you, you have that instance where you're trying to improve. If you can, the best analogy I saw it was if, if Ikea sold their furniture without instructions, right? You know, some people would get it together and have it really nice, whatever, right? Sure. But there would be a lot of frustrated people with leftover parts. I mean, there already are that, but <laughs> you have a lot of people who 
who got parts all messed up. So IKEA controls that by putting instructions in, and they can help improve that customer experience at home. So if a, if a coffee roaster, if a coffee subscription company could send with that coffee the ability to control and to give a better chance of that home user of having the best experience possible, um, you know, that's, you know, super powerful. Absolutely. And, and, and it doesn't th- even there's have to nothing be like it. Like it's probably better than what they're ha- what they're using at home. Like oh, for sure. Just as a start. Yeah, and that just like leads us right into the next question. Um, well, let's see. If if third wave water didn't exist, uh, what water would you brew your coffee with? I mean, obviously y'all are you know Walter White's over there, yeah. but <laughs> like for That's for right. like your your common everyday home knocks. home brewer, um, you know what would you be what would you be brewing with before yeah. third wave water? It's a weird question, but yeah, if you guys didn't exist, <laughs> how would you brew your coffee at home? No no RO systems allowed. If uh, honestly, I, for me, it'd probably be stealing his water from a shop because that's yeah. where this conversation kind of started. Where yeah. he, once he had shared his system and showed it to me and said, "Yeah, we're we're able to take it or you know provide it so they can take it home," I was like, "Wow, I want that for my house." I'm sold. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. it's better than what I got. Well, geez, guys, it, it's just it's just yeah. too. You know, I have to ask you because. I heard it on my end when I was talking about you guys. There's like some haters out there. They don't believe it. And I was curious, do you guys have any funny feedback that you've gotten or sarcastic remarks about water? Anything like that? Uh, Yeah. I mean, we've got the whole like, you know, damn hipsters ruining coffee kind of thing, which is funny because we're both like not hipsters. Right. (laughs) Like I drive, I drive a minivan shop at Kohl's. I have four kids. It's like, I'm an old man. Um, um, and uh, no, but it, most of the people who like, A, they had misinformation. B, they never tried it, right? And it's nothing new. It, I mean, they've been doing it with scotch uh, for hundreds of years, you know, worrying about the water that they have. So um, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a I mean, second. I mean, I think I think we're only I think we're years away from a few years away from artisanal Kool-Aid. The third wave of Kool-Aid is just around the corner. Did Kool-Aid have a um, second wave? I, is it, I, we were skipping, I don't know. We were just, <laughs> skipping yeah. the second. I think Tang. Tang was the second. Oh, the gosh. Wave. I don't think it made it very far, to be honest. Oh, good grief. So, yeah, I mean, the people that are, uh, I mean, we've got, I've got some angry hate mail, I guess. Yikes. You know, Sorry about that. Tell, call, no, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's, um, but uh, the way I kind of usually do is, is even in the specialty coffee realm, we had people who were skeptical and, and you can absolutely understand why, because they're like, okay, if it's been this easy, why hadn't anyone ever done it before? And it's like, I don't know why, but <laughs> I'd be like, hey, how about I just send you some and you try it? And then uh, usually what would happen is like, oh, wow, actually it did make a difference. We did, you know, a double blind uh, taste test. Um, you know, I sent it down to uh, 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 Onyx in November. I'm friends with Gabe, met him at the coffee convention a few years ago, nice. and John. Um, and you know, they were skeptical. They have uh, multiple Q graders mm-hmm. and, you know, level one, two barista trainers and they were all like, wow, this made a huge difference. So, and they were already starting off with something decent and good, right? right? 
uh, and the, the, the chance that a home user is going to be starting off with their tap water is, is high. Right. <laughs> so uh, you, when you start with distilled, you're automatically move, removing the chlorine, the fluorine, um, you know, not to mention changing the, the mineral makeup. So, um, yeah, I mean, anyone who doesn't like it, once they try it, uh, the worst they can say is, yeah, it makes a difference, but I don't like it. So Yeah, and being skeptical oh, really? isn't bad. I mean, it's a good thing. We should all be somewhat skeptical when new things come out and try it. But I, I like right. Taylor's response where he's just like, just give it a shot. You yeah, know, we're not going to. We're not going to downplay it or say it's the magical uh, whiz-bang everything, but just give it a shot and see what you think. I mean, that's what I was so saying. I told my kids. It was, it was magic for me. Try it first. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, we're, uh, we're towards the end here. We have questions that I forget what we call them. We say final words. We call them like Closing bill? Closing bill. That's, that's right. what it is. And, uh, yeah, we ask every one of our final shots. Final shots. Short shots. Uh, yeah. Short <laughs> shots. Short shots. Yeah, scotch. Uh, <laughs> what? Made. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Anyway, so uh, we ask all of our uh, guests on the show these very questions. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to get started here with the first one, which is, uh, where do you see coffee going in the next five years? And uh, I'm going to shoot this first to Taylor and then to Charles. Uh, well, in five years, I see coffee being in 2022. <laughs> there we go. That's my prediction. We, we don't know God. for um, sure. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no, I mean, I see the, the, the trends are, are, you know, more single cup, um, you know, as, as, uh, as uh, sea prices go up, if they continue to go up. Um, you're going to have, uh, I think people still want to enjoy coffee, but you're going to have less batch brew, more um, single cup. And single cup can mean different things. I predict a rise in specialty single serve coffee makers, some more automation, uh, more, you know, robotic baristas. Um, so I could see um, some, you know, nobody wants to be a barista in an airport, right? So that's, yeah. but people still want to drink great coffee in airports. So we don't want to subject humans to that. So I could see high-end coffee makers that are, you know, basically robotic. Like those, you know, the ones that used to be in the truck stations where it would, like, jettison a cup out of anger and just, like, piss lava into it. Like, rah! And it's like, drink it. And it's like, this is terrible and so hot. And so um, loud, yeah. Know, yes, yes. So, uh, you know, I see more of that, more, you know, people demanding and wanting um, quality not not just on the nice corner but but everywhere every nook and cranny so yeah i would kind of second the quality being more commonplace it, i i i was in the craft beer industry um not brewing by any means just having delicious craft beer all the time and basically <laughs> that was how i like really kind of grew into asking the right questions even for uh the like when i'm talking to the baristas and trying to figure out a profile or why does this flavor make any sense because I had already kind of gone through those steps in craft beer. And that trend, just once you start doing that in any, any industry where you're doing it with wine or beer, all of a sudden you just start noticing tastes everywhere. And it's like, right. well, why is this really the best coffee? There's got to be something better. I've heard people say it's amazing. And, and then you start experimenting. And so I, I definitely think that because of the craft beer industry taking off like it is and people kind of discovering better flavors, that that is really influencing the coffee market where we're just able to share more because people are more interested and in finally caring about getting good flavor. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of people who say there's 
quite a bit of parallels between uh, craft beer and the emerging specialty coffee market and even wine uh, for that matter. They all have a lot of uh, familiarities with that. Let's not forget whiskey, um, but that's fine. sure. Oh, sure. yeah. Uh, even chocolate for that matter. It's kind of fermented and processed yeah. almost the same way as coffee, which is um, pretty cool. Uh, moving on to this next question, y'all. Uh, what would be the single best piece of advice you've ever received? Starting with you, Taylor. Oh, man. Tough, toughie. <laughs> um, we saved the toughies for the yeah. last. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just in general, like, question everything. I've always, uh, you know, when you, when you would get someone who would say, you know, you should do this, you should wash your filters, you should you know, whatever it is in specialty coffee. It's just question, but I mean, question tastefully, do some research on your own, but, uh, yeah, just, Hmm. uh, be a student of history. Uh, and and I think being a student of coffee history is super important. Um, I've just gone a tangent. I, I, I like to, to see, um, where coffee has started and where it went from, from location to location. And you can really see how, um, it's like a, a, a ball of tape and it was handed off from one country to the next to the next. And you can look at whatever coffee experience you're drinking now and you can see echoes of the past and the cultures that had touched it before. And, and you see it in even the plants that are grown, right? Wow. You can trace the varietals back to different botanical gardens by different colonial powers in Europe. And, and the same thing with our culture, what we drink, how we drink it. Um, and when you start looking at coffee through that larger scope, um, A, it can help you appreciate and understand what other people do and why, but B, it can, uh, hopefully give you a little bit of insight on to the future. Wow. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I wish we had an audience. We needed an audience for that. A big one. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. How about you, Charles? Uh, what, what would be the best single piece of advice that you've ever received? I don't know if it's the best piece, but I think it's the, it's had the most impact on my life. Um, it's just a simple phrase. A friend of mine told me a long time ago where he's like, you'll never know till you try. Yeah. And so many times that's sat in the back of my head where I'm just like, even if it fails and I fall flat on my face, that's okay. At least you tried and you saw what failed and you saw what succeeded. And that has taken me to so many different places. It's It's been a huge part of my life. Well, in this case, so. trying third wave water is obviously taking off. It's obviously, obviously the right step. <laughs> so as that well, advice yeah. is yeah, <laughs> excellent. And uh, so, guys, for our final question here, um, this is just kind of a cut and dry one. But um, oh, it's actually not on your questionnaire. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but the question is, what resources would you recommend uh, for people to read? Um, it could be anything. Um, Related to coffee, I know you guys mentioned some books about water, um, but yeah, you should read uh, "Coffee Technology" um, by Michael Sivitz. Um, amazing book. Uh, it, it's old, but it has. If you think something is new, right? Go read "All About Coffee" by William Eukers. Read uh, Sivitz' "Coffee Technology." Read Illy's "Espresso." Um, uh, a book on espresso and all of a sudden you realize that specialty coffee is built on the shoulders of you know great men and women that have come uh way before, way before us. us and just yep. because just because you discovered 
I, I always like to tell people like, Hey man, that Kim X was invented before Mr. Coffee. Yeah. Right. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that's that, great. That, uh, that cold brewer there, that thing is hundreds of years old and it was brought to Japan by the Dutch. Right. That's, that's awesome. crazy. Um, so when all of a sudden you think that you're hip and cool, um, <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the civis book, especially I I've gotten so much great info from that. Um, I mean, it's, everything from the the golden ratio the the tds solids that should be in your coffee i mean that was that was put down by the pan american coffee council in the 50s i mean the the idea of the this ideal zone for your your total dissolved right. solids i mean the, the the extraction curves for temperature and and how much it will extract coffee i mean that's that's like 50 60 year old technology right. no absolutely so, yeah um, and uh yeah and i think by uh by by you know having a good understanding of of uh yeah those books they're they're, they're a little big but and a little boring i i know the illy book <laughs> the illy book is like a hard read <laughs> for sure yes well they're they're people that were smarter than us yep. writing about topics that we don't understand exactly all the way so exactly mr charles any uh material you would recommend to read I admit I'm probably more on the business side than the coffee side. So any of the books he sure. he mentioned on the coffee side, uh, on the business side, if you just want yeah. me to throw out a few. Sure. Do um, it. Yeah, absolutely. So Lean Startup by Eric Ries is definitely 100% recommended if you've never read it before and you're looking to do a startup. Um, another big one would be uh, From Good to Great by Jim Collins. Uh, Running mm -hmm. Lean is another one. Uh, Jim Collins, that was probably the first one uh, good to great that really kind of impacted how I saw business because they he did something that no other right, uh, authors from the business world had really done at least that I had read prior which is you don't just study the business that succeeded you contrast it to one that failed and that was mm. just genius because then it opens up well these are two comp wow. two companies at the same period of time and why did this one make a left and this one made a right and by contrasting the two you you really drive out uh, deeper principles and understanding just business in general, like what were they testing? What were they learning? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm. That's awesome. Good books. Yeah, no kidding. We're gonna have to add these. We're gonna yeah, have to create sure. a whole resource book yeah, section. Yeah, like <laughs> Charles and I when when we first met. What kind of our love for books? I I take Adderall and listen to audiobooks at like three <laughs> times speed. So I I've listened to like 150 the last three years. Wow, but we we both when we were first met, we kind of like. Oh, just like hit it, hit it off because we both we were sent each other a book list, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And they were like, Oh yes, that one. I've read yeah. that one. I've read that one. But we, we had both were thinking the same thing. So, uh, I, when we had first met like uh, over a year ago, I think both of us said, Hey, you know, we should stick around this guy because, you know, I could see doing business with him in the future. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, that's kind of when, you know, later on third way water took yeah. off. Well, guys, I'm. I have to congratulate you. I know the the, you know, the congratulations has already been had, and the fact that you guys are so successful already with your Kickstarter, and everybody's recognizing that this is really something innovative in a sense. Yeah. And uh, you guys are really uh, doing something pretty cool and changing the way that we're brewing coffee at home in the cafe uh, and all that. So congratulations, even, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks I so mean, much. Yeah. Totally so much humbled. potential, um, and. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for being on the yeah. show and talking about it and dissecting yeah, thanks, guys. it. Thank you. Um, and before you leave, if you could uh, just give our listeners 
um, some resources where they can find you, find out more about your product, uh, perhaps even uh, purchase your product. I know y'all are um, selling these these little capsules off the shelves, but I'm sure our listeners would love to get in touch and uh, and actually try Third Wave Water. Yeah, go to uh, thirdwavewater.com, and uh, there there's links to our Kickstarter. Uh, we're at all of the socials at uh, at Third Wave Water. Um, you know, Instagram, Zanga, MySpace. Um, <laughs> MySpace, wow. <laughs> no, Zanga. <laughs> no. um, uh, yeah, and, and stay tuned. We got some, we think we've figured out a way to, to open up all of our stretch goals. Um, we're we're so going to be checking out some um, stick packaging equipment and actually buying our own, which will allow us to basically have our control over having multiple variations in different sizes, whether that's, Ooh. you know, liters, gallons. All right. Um, so, which will be super awesome because, uh, um, yeah, we won't have to be stuck with these minimums that the co-packing industry oh, sets. Oh, those so co-packing companies. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, with know. so much international attention, that was a huge kind of pull in that direction to, as far as like liters versus gallons and really giving something that people were asking for. Yeah. Well, we we will definitely cover that when it happens. Uh, we'll be following closely. And uh, guys, thank you again for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks hey, for thank having you. us. Our guys. pleasure. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you. Bye. Well, there you have it. All the information we could possibly cram into the last thirty minutes plus hmm. about why your water matters and why you should believe in third wave water because it actually is really awesome i mean i'm a believer and can you just think for one second all that information that we just only got to brush on uh taylor and charles are really knowledgeable folks and it's very exciting to see their product is out and available for purchase and it's going to be fun to see what third wave water will be doing in the future You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. Be sure to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and leave a user response on our website at www.thecoffeepodcast.org. Happy brewing.